FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by Style Savvy's Laura Jordan. Hello. Hello there. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So I suppose we were watching the Golden Globes the other night. We're heading into awards season fully now. But one thing that is always watched is the red carpet and the fashion that's on the red carpet. So what did we spot the other night? Absolutely. We spotted an incredible variety of colour, texture, shape. There was very few like full trends that we saw coming through, but we saw massively return to vintage, which is so interesting. I think the sustainability and rewear culture, which needs to become part of mainstream fashion, is really getting there. Um, and it needs to be led from the top, which is exactly what we're Seeing through this, we had Elle Fanning in Vintage Balmain. We had Natalie Portman in Vintage Dior. She was one of my best dressed, I have to say. It just fitted her so beautifully. We had Carrie Mulligan from the Maestro movie um, in Vintage Chaparelli. Really was a, a year for vintage in terms of, of theme. I love that. And it's really, I suppose they're kind of reading the room, as you'd say, because people are kind of looking at wearing more vintage, more secondhand now, really, aren't they? Exactly. And we've seen it in, in other areas. Like even was it a couple of years ago, the princess Beatrice wore the queen's wedding dress mm-hmm. and had it altered and, and remodeled. We saw, you know, Kim Kardashian last year at the Met Gala wearing um, Marilyn Monroe's dress. I know that's iconic for different reasons, but it's lovely to see archive pieces having another wear and to see how they can work so beautifully in you know, 2024 red carpet trends and not look, you know, out of place in those pieces. And I think we need to have that kind of resurgence of um, of archive pieces and give them their, their time in the sun again. Absolutely. I also spotted a lot of velvet on the red carpet. Yes. And I even saw that in menswear, which was really interesting. Um, we had some elements of it, I suppose the most um, most photographed is Amanda Seyfried, um, again, in, in was she? No, Armani Privé, again, almost kind of like a gift or, 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 or present. And then when we move a little to menswear, I think Timothy Chalamet had a nod to it and he was wearing Celine Homme, which is, again, unusual uh, menswear for the red carpet. But again, he's always going to push the envelope mm-hmm. um, with the Heidi Slimane collab there and that leads itself when you have like a heavy fabric like velvet it works quite well to have something sheer with it so we see that sheer shirt coming through in the menswear I think Jeremy Allen White was definitely rocking it nicely timed with his billboards Calvin Klein ads that launched last week and nearly broke the internet mm-hmm. um, so you can see how he's showing his um his hard work there in his prep for the upcoming wrestling movie he has coming out and in that, and again, the contrast of the heavy fabric and the sheer, not only does it uh, suit photographers and get column inches, but it's needed in terms of contrast when you've got heavier fabrics in the mix. Um, in terms of my other menswear pick would have to be our very own Barry Cohen in Custom Vuitton, that kind of dynamic red ensemble. He really can push the envelope. I love seeing menswear fashion front and center. It's usually pushed to the side. It's all 
about the tux and, and the kind of the face of the man wearing it. Whereas I love that we're really exploring the fashion in a little bit more detail when it comes to menswear. And himself and Jeremy Allen White both share the same stylist, Ilaria Urbanati, who's one of the top stylists for menswear in the world. And she has a huge host of A-list stars on her rotation. Um, so it's really lovely to see menswear coming front and center, particularly in in kind of the brands used, the colors, the textures and shapes. So she's leading the way in that without a doubt. But in terms of, I suppose, going back to women's wear, have to give a mention to Margot Robbie mm. in the pink, very on trend with the Barbie-esque element um, as she is there, obviously, as a nominee for, for the Barbie movie, as producer, as well as as an actress, the Armani Privé, again, which we saw Amanda Seyfried wearing too. Very unusual to see an Armani dress in that bold a colour. And she's really gone all out with the feathers in the capelet as well. So it, it's really a case of more is more. And I can't say I'd see that being worn again off the red carpet or indeed out of a Barbie world. Um, but just to enjoy that colour and that that kind of feast for the eyes on the red carpet was was a treat. And we must say about Margot as well, when Barbie came out, she really committed to the cause. Like every outfit that she wore was unbelievable and very much tailored to the Barbie vibe that she was going for. Absolutely. And I thought it was so interesting. She wasn't necessarily in character in, mm. in terms of the way she was speaking, or but she really was in terms of her outfits. And we saw the exact same with Ryan Gosling as Ken. Yes. He was he was committing to those spray tans long after <laughs> the film wrapped, you know, for all of the press. He had his bleached hair and his spray tan. And I felt the pair of them really committed to the characters. And I think it gave them a lot of gravitas and authenticity and, and I suppose a lot of respect because it was a tricky thing to do with a movie like that to, you know, bring it into um, a very respectful space for acting and for like the narrative of it, which is incredibly powerful. So I think she's done it so well and just, just done such a, a justice to it as a movie. And as you said, she's continued with that through. And I imagine she will into award season. It'll be interesting to see what she wears for the next few um, award shows that we see coming up in the next few weeks. Absolutely. And like you were saying earlier, I love how creative men have gotten with their fashion as well. And that's been kind of over the last couple of years, I suppose you've kind of seen it sweeping out where they are not sticking, as you said, with the plain black tux or the, the you know, the normal that they'd go to. Some of them are taking real chances and I really love seeing that as well. Absolutely. And I think we've seen it in the music industry with, say, Harry Styles, mm -hmm. you know, moving on from the eras that we've had where it was only very outrageous musicians, you know, in the kind of 70s, 80s, 90s, like noughties. Now we're seeing that become a lot more mainstream and I love seeing the fluidity as well. So we're not saying like this is definitely women's wear, this is definitely men's wear. We're seeing a, a nice movement between the two and it's fantastic for men's wear designers. It's fantastic for men's wear stylists and for actors and performers themselves to be able to still be creative and express themselves as authentically as they wish in the clothes they're wearing. So it's just a treat to see. It's no longer, you know, the person standing beside the beautiful dress it's mm -hmm. very much it, its own talking point now in terms of the menswear pieces I think Is there any particular colours that stood out on the red carpet? I have to say my absolute favourite was white um, that we, with such an unusual red carpet colour um, 
And it was worn best, in my opinion, by Kerry Russell in Jill Sander. It was a white drop feather piece, almost ballerina-esque in the way that it was it was worn and, and cut. And then we see that ethereal sparkle. So I suppose when I say white, there's, there was other elements of like silver and pewter with sequin. And, and to be honest, after Christmas, I always think, I mean, I know Christmas is, is bigger in Europe and particularly Ireland than it would be in, in the US, but there's can be a fatigue of sequins and you tend to think, you know, OK, so we've had those for November, December. Let's look for something different now. But it just works so well in that kind of old Hollywood glamour look. So I, I suppose I see that delicate like Elizabeth uh, Dubecki, however pronounced your name correctly, um, in Christian Dior, it was like almost like fish scales. It was absolutely exquisite. Um, and then we saw, you know, Kerry Russell and um, uh, Emma Stone in similar white to silver, almost translucent colorways. If I am to talk about bright colors, I know we mentioned Margot Robbie there, but I have to give a nod to Taylor Swift in the lime sequin. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know fitted dress and I the first thought was that's an unusual bright color I mean she can wear most things it's still in the cool tone which is what suits her so well and I can't take credit for this it was a friend of mine who said that's do you not think that's a nod for the reputation album coming out because it's like a snake in terms of the way that she's wearing it the color green and the sequin detail looks almost like fish scales so or snake skin. It was so interesting that she always has a story behind the pieces she wears. So that would be the color pop, I suppose, more for the story as much as the color. And then I just think that white ethereal, it's such a hard color to wear. It It, it is you know, typically unflattering compared to darker tones, especially on a red carpet with a huge amount of lighting. Um, but I think it was done so well in that kind of vintage sparkle family um, this award season so far anyway. Can you see any of the trends kind of being picked up by us normal people? No, I was just about to say, I mean, how many of these pieces can we see worn? Um, two in particular, I feel the column dress, which is the strapless straight down, very much a 90s. We saw like Gwyneth Paltrow wear it at the Oscars, I think it was in the 1990s. And I've seen it again with Io Edebiri, who won uh best either best actress or best pushing actress for the bear in Prada she was wearing that striking red Prada look it was literally a column it's it's cut on this like on, on a circle on a sphere and it's it creates a beautiful shape but it's tricky it's column it's tricky tricky to walk in you know it's straight up and down so I think shape wise we'll see that coming through and the other counterpoint to it is volume, mm. um, which Greta Lee wore beautifully. I've never seen such volume on the red carpet. I've also never seen Loewe on the red carpet. They are um, typically uh, more of a trend-based casual sense as a brand really coming to the fore in the last couple of years. She was nominated for the Past Lives movie. She's also well known for the morning show. So I suppose we're seeing volume, which we never usually see, which we would be more comfortable wearing ourselves if we're picking up a dress from Koss or, you know, Simone Rocha, that sort of feel. And then the column shape of that Prada is very much the tailored piece. We sort of have extremes there, I suppose, but it most definitely lends to the more realistic way of dressing, even seeing that in a bustier top, you know, as opposed to the full, uh, the full column straight up and down dress. But I think it's probably those shapes are things that will be replicated down into, you know, normal wear or high mm -hmm. street wear, as opposed to the highly intricate beading detailing, which is just too expensive to be replicated by, um, by a retailer looking to make margin.
Absolutely. And like we're only getting started. We had the Golden Globes. We have a lot more coming up in the next couple of months. So it'll be an interesting one to see what else pops up as we're going along. But Style Savvy, Laura Jordan, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much for having me.